0: And chapter 6, where Paul says he appeals to them in verse 1 not to receive the grace of God, emptily or in vain. Because he quotes Isaiah here, verse, in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. For he, speaking of Isaiah, says... In a favorable time I listened to you, in a day of salvation I have helped you. And behold, now is that favorable time and now is the day of salvation. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. He wants to encourage them to grow and to press in to maturity. He wants them to see something of their uh, the importance of the church, the role of the church. He, he calls himself an ambassador of God up in chapter five, verse 20. And he says, uh, "We're ambassadors for Christ." And he points out, in starting in chapter six, that the church is not only a great institution, but it is, uh, it's also a great day in which we live. He calls it, he says, he, he says, don't receive the grace of God in vain. It's a time of grace that we live in. And in verse 2, quoting Isaiah, he says, In a favorable time, I listen to you. It's a favorable time. That is, it's a time of God's favor upon us. And he says, in a day of salvation I have helped you. So it's a day of salvation. Day there is used of a period of time. Occasionally the Bible does that. It'll say this, this is a day, meaning a period or an age. So <clears throat> the, his main text, though, is Isaiah 49. In, uh, let me give you just a word about Isaiah what, that he quotes here in 2 Corinthians 6 2. In Isaiah 49, which Paul quotes, Isaiah talks about someone who is formed from the womb, Isaiah 49 5. He is to bring back Israel, verse Isaiah 49 6, and be a light to the nations. He will go to the ends of the earth with his salvation message. And even kings would worship him. Isaiah 49 7. And in Isaiah 49 8, which Paul quotes, he says, this, this future, when he comes, and kings will worship him and And he'll be a light to the nations and his salvation will go to the ends of the earth. He says it will be a time of favor to people. Grace and salvation. And Isaiah 49 verse 9, even prisoners will be set free. They will come out of hiding and out of bondage. And then Paul, in, Isaiah, in 2 Corinthians 6, in our text, after he quotes Isaiah in verse 2, he then says, Behold, or look at this, now is that time which Isaiah spoke of. We are in the dispensation of favor or grace or salvation. He uses all those terms. Don't receive the grace of God in vain, he says. We're in a day of great favor. We're in the day that Isaiah said would happen. And look, we're in it. So he says, take full advantage of it. Uh, we would agree, I think, that the Old Testament was a time of the law, the law of Moses, the old covenant. Uh, Paul in Galatians 3, 24 says, the law was our guardian until Christ came. But now that faith in him has come, we're no longer under a guardian. In John 1, 17, the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law came through Moses, but grace came when Jesus came. So when Jesus came, he opened up a whole new dimension of God's favor and salvation to people. Um... Have you ever read Leviticus? It's, I mean, I doubt if it's your favorite book. <laughs> A lady came up to me this morning in the early service and she said, okay, Pastor, okay. My husband and I are reading through the Bible and we just finished Leviticus. <sighs> what does that mean? I said, well, it points to Christ. It's sacrifices that points to Christ. She said, She's Jewish. She said, I'm so glad we're not under the law. I said, amen. And I said, you know, we can't even read Leviticus, much less keep it, much less obey it. I, I started to ask for a show of hands. Who's read Leviticus? But I'm not going to do that. I would be very discouraged, I'm afraid. But there are two ages The age of the law and the age of grace. The time when we were judged by the law and had to keep the sacrificial system and the law of Moses. And then when Jesus came and died on the cross, he introduced this period of favor and salvation and mercy and grace. And we're in it. Hallelujah. So I don't know if you're unhappy today, but you ought to get happy. (laughs) Think about the day in which you live. We were in the new covenant age. Hallelujah. So that's one reason I appreciate the band getting loud and getting happy and stomping and sweating. You ever seen Bud sweat like he's been sweating the last few weeks? And it ain't even summertime yet. I say, good, we ought to. In Ephesians 2, 5, we're saved by grace. In Galatians 1, 15, we're called by grace. In Romans eleven 5, we're chosen by grace. In Titus 3, 7, we're justified by grace. Amazing grace. It's the day we live in. Amen. So, looking at this passage, some things just sort of jumped out at me. And lessons, you can call them lessons, you can call them observations. But <clears throat> here's the first thing that I noted in verse 2, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. In this favorable time, of, this time of favor, first of all, he says, I listened to you. God says, I listened to you this is also a day of answering prayer where God listens like he's never done before so what what that means is this time we should be in prayer more than we've ever been before praying about everything because in the day of favor I listen to you um the normal Greek word in the Greek New Testament for listen or hear is akouo. We get our uh, English word acoustics from this from that Greek word. The sounds. Acoustics. This word is akouo. Epi, E-P-I is a little prefix got, that Paul attaches to the Greek word for here, which means in the middle of something. <clears throat> uh, so God says, I will hear and be in the middle of it. Like an epicenter. epi akuo. I will hear and I will be right there in the middle of it. God will show up in his power and in his presence. There is a I have a computer program that uh, you can type in the Greek word and it will give you every place in the New Testament where that Greek word is used. And so I typed that in. I want to see where else is that Greek word used. And it pulled up zero. This is the only place in the New Testament that this word in a favorable time I listened I heard Epicuo. Paul seems to have uh, put a unique word together to describe the power of God's presence in answer to prayer in this age of grace. I saw a movie one time uh, called The Bear. Have y'all ever? Y'all, you know, Have you ever seen that movie, The Bear? And it's about this little cub and this great big mama bear, grizzly bear. And it shows the camera. I don't know how they got this, but the camera follows this little cub all over Yellowstone Park. And one day it got lost, and it's wandering around. It's tussling. It's playing with flowers, and it's it's so cute. Um, and it's just about this high. And the camera pans over to, and shows this big bobcat sneaking up on this little cub. And the little cub notices it. And the little cub stands up as high as he can get. And he gives out his little cub growl, which sounds more like a squeak. The bobcat doesn't move. He just keeps inching forward. And then all of a sudden, the mother grizzly stands up. The, the camera gets hurt. And she's standing right over the little bear. And just as he growls, right after he growls, she growls. A blood-curdling, snow-melting scream. And that bobcat took off running. And a little cub looked at it. And you could tell he's thinking, wow, I've just impressed myself. (laughs) But what it was was the mother bear behind him. She showed up with him. And I love when we are in danger or in temptation, and we stand up to the devil, and he just sort of smirks. And we call on God, and he comes down, and the devil, his hair stands up. And God says, out! And Satan runs, and he doesn't quit running until he's reached another planet. I love when that happens. But without the presence of God, we're just like that little cub. But God promises, He says, in the time of favor, the age of grace, I will listen to you. I will show up right in the midst of your tribulation. I like it. Another observation here. Now, I'll make this one quick. He says, in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Now, this word, the Greek word boetheo, indulge me on that. And here's what I found out about this word. I have helped you. Every time in the four, that this word is used in the four gospels, it's used of a parent asking Jesus to help them with their children. A couple of examples. Matthew 15, the woman from Tyre. She came and bowed before Jesus and said, Lord, help me, Matthew 15, 25. Same word used here. That I, in a day of salvation, I have helped you. So she says, Lord, help me. My daughter is vexed with a devil. And after he discusses it and tests her faith, he said, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that hour. Jesus helped her. That's the word used here. Another example, in Mark nine twenty-two: a father had a little boy who would throw himself in the fire. He, was, he had self-destructive tendencies. And he went to the disciples, and they couldn't do anything. So Jesus comes down off the Mount of Transfiguration, and the Father says, Mark 9, 22, uh, Jesus, have compassion and help us. Help us. See, here's a Father, and he uses the same word Paul uses here in verse 2 of 2 Corinthians 6. Uh, in a day of salvation, I have helped you. In every instance in the four gospels that this word is used, it's of parents asking for help for their children. Let me tell you something, parents. You're in an age of grace. God will help you with those kids. He'll help you. And that is one of the blessings and benefits of being in a time of favor, being in an age of grace. Paul says, take advantage of all this. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. We're in in an age of favor and in this time he listens to us and he helps us. A third observation. And i got to tell you, man, this one, I almost didn't preach the sermon because of it. It's verse 3. We put no obstacle in anyone's way. If God's opened the door, here's favor and grace and mercy and, and blessing and answered prayer, and God's thrown the door open through Christ, then preacher, Paul, minister, servant, don't put an obstacle in the way of people Coming into this grace. That's important, Paul says. He says, verse 3 we put no obstacle in anyone's way, so no fault is found with our ministry. I thought, oh man, I'm afraid a lot of faults could be found with me. But it challenged me. Verse 4. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. And look at the ways in which he, commi- he, he said here, I try not to put any obstacles in the way when it comes to difficulties. Look at what he says in verse 4. By great endurance, afflictions, hardships, calamities. In verse 5, he, puts, he mentions hostilities, in ministry, beatings, imprisonments, riots. And look at the restrictions he put on himself, verse 5, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. And look at the conduct of the apostle, verse 6, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love. And look at the methods that he used in verse 7, truthful speech in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness on the right hand and the left. And look at the extremes that he would endure, verse 8, through honor and dishonor, slander and praise, treated as imposters, but true. And look at the mysteries that he went through in verse 9. unknown, well known. He was unknown in history back then but well known to God and angels and devils. Verse 9, as dying, but behold, we we live. As punished by the government, but not killed. Verse 10, as sorrowful, but always rejoicing. He he was sorrowful because... He bore the burdens of the church. He he lost everything in, in his commitment to Christ, but his joy was unstoppable. As poor, but we make many rich. As having nothing, but we possess everything. Those are in his difficulties and hostilities and persecutions and inconveniences and conduct, in the methods he used and the extremes he went through, in the paradoxes of life. He said, in all this, we seek not to lay one single obstacle in front of anyone because of the age in which we live. It's a glorious age. We must put up with everything in order that the age of grace have its full impact. Jesus said in John 9, 4, We must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. See, I think that's the same idea. It's a day of grace. Work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. This this great time of favor, at some point in history will be over when Jesus comes again. Amen? It doesn't last forever. This is a day. It's a period of favor. And it will come to an end. But we are in it now. Paul said, don't receive it in vain. This is grace. We're in an age of grace. All right, two, two thoughts and I'm done. One thought, dear people, what a... Privilege we have in this age. What a privilege to live in the new covenant age. Jesus in John in Luke ten forty three, he got his disciples and he he said, "Come with me." God, he brought took them out of the group. He said, "Come with me," and he says he he spoke to them privately. And here's what he said: Blessed are your eyes. For what you have seen. And blessed are your ears. For many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see and hear what you hear. But you are blessed. And that's what I would, I think he would say that to all of us. Oh, how blessed are your eyes. For what you see, how blessed are your ears for what you hear. So many kings and prophets wanted this. You are the ones who got it. Privilege. But another thought comes, opportunity. Opportunity. Folks, we got to reach out to some people. Family and loved ones. It's an age of grace. This is a time of outreach. You know, if I could use a sports metaphor, in a football game, they'll, a lot of times they'll hand it off to the running back and he'll hit the line and sometimes he'll gain a few inches, maybe a yard. Then they'll hand it off to him again and he'll hit that line again and, and hardly goes anywhere. But every once in a while, a big gap... Will open up in the line. And boy, that speedy running back, he'll hit that thing and he'll go for 20, 30, 40 yards before they ever catch him. Easter and Palm Sunday is a big gap in the devil's line. People will go to church on Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday when they won't go any other time. We got to hit that gap. We're going to send out hundreds of postcards, all in this area, targeted for this area, and we're going to uh, reach out. and I'm going to ask you to be thinking about who you can bring over over Easter weekend and Palm Sunday, because we've got a big gap here. And you know what? It's a day of grace. Let's not receive the grace of God in vain. This is a day of favor. God can favor us. Let's take full advantage of the opportunity. And Easter is a great Sunday to do it. I appreciate you, church. I appreciate you. Some of y'all are such a... just have made such progress and just growing in your faith. It thrills my heart. And I praise God for you. I want to gather all of you in. And say, who are you going to bring? Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday morning. Amen. And we'll have a glorious service. But if we can get him settled down enough in order to sing, he'll, he'll lead us in a worship that will bless your socks off. Next two, three weeks, let's be praying. Ushers, you come and let's worship with our tithes and offerings this morning. Bow with me as we pray. Heavenly Father, as we conclude this morning, we worship you with our gifts. Thank you for the day we live in. Thank you for placing us in this strategic time, as Esther said, for such a time as this. Oh, what a time. What a blessedness. God, take this offering and use it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Esther.
2: Me sing one more, just acknowledge what Christ has done. Right, sing with us, what is our hope
1: in life and death? Christ alone, Christ alone, what is our hope? command, and what will keep us to the end, the love of Christ in which we stand. i yeah. our hope. Hello.
2: I want to make a quick announcement. I want to remind you all that if you uh, uh, forgot your tithe at home, that's okay. You can do what I've been doing the last couple of months. Uh, somebody showed me the cool Tithely app, tithe.ly, and you can and you can just tithe right from your phone. It's a lot easier, a lot quicker, and um, uh, really, just really convenient. And so that's what I've been doing the last couple of months, and I recommend you all do that, too. If, uh, if you have a hard time remembering, ah, I forgot my tithe. You don't have to give cash. You can just give right from your phone. It's great. So I hope to see you all at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. We're going through a couple of uh, early verses in Genesis. And if not Wednesday at 7 at the Bristol Road location, I will see you again Sunday morning. You all are dismissed. Have a blessed week.